Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've got to Based on fiction. Welcome back to True Stories Based on Fiction. I am your host, Evan, the third host, and today is going to be another edition of The Stack. I think that's what I'm going to call this um, segment of the podcast universe, and that's when I, your host, Evan, the third host, will give you the short reviews of things that I've been reading lately. Um, this podcast started out uh, wanted to be a review show and pop culture show, of course, and we've strayed away from that. I want to get back to that. Sometimes it's good having that singular voice on the podcast, make sure everything comes through the way that it should and has just like the unified voice. So last time we uh, talked about um, various singular comic book floppies that I bought in the previous month. This time, what we're going to do is talk about some trade paperbacks, so collected editions that I've purchased over the past few months. Um, last time on that show, it was about books that I bought in one group, comic books I bought in one group. This time, we're going to focus on books that I bought during various trips to a store called Alley's. I'm sure that we've spoken about this store, this show, I mean this store rather, on the podcast network time and time again, and this is going to be un- not unlike those times. They have a very good selection of obscure and uh, diverse trade paperbacks and hardcovers at a drastically reduced price, and <sighs> excuse me, whenever I'm in town, I try to pick up a couple of books and trades to see what they got going on. And it allows me to try out books that I normally wouldn't because of the price point, price points involved. And so this time, this is going to be something that I've never spoken about on the podcast before. Because I am going to review a series of trade paperback collections from one publisher. And that publisher, well, I take that back. I have spoken about this, I think, two other times. But essentially... Um, these are all trade paperback collections published by the probably in the top three or four comic book companies around, but the one that gets the least, the least amount of spotlight. And that is Archie Comics, who's known for Archie Andrews and all his gang. Um, but they had some more diverse uh, characters as well, and we're going to get into it right now. I don't want to spend a hard day doing this podcast. I have other things to do, but I want to definitely make sure I get this content out there for you. Uh, okay, let me take a sip of this water, and then we'll get this thing popping off. Okay, so first up on the list is Betty and Veronica by Adam Hughes. Now, uh, in around 2015 or 16, Archie Comics decided to become more mainstream and to put more widely known creators on their books and start things over from scratch to make it more modern. One of the first books that they decided to do in that initiative was Betty and Veronica, who have always been the love um, rivals for Archie Andrews. So this book, like I said, is by the 
incomparable Adam Hughes, who is who is known for drawing his various uh, what people think are attractive women. I think that that saying is weird because they're cartoons. Cartoons. But that's what he's known for. But his artwork is breathtaking. It's very painterly. Um, they, they use a lot of watercolor effects. So essentially, this book is about Betty and Veronica, who are friends, frenemies, basically, um, having a rivalry over uh, their local burger joint that's being shut down. Uh, so basically like a civil war between those two. So it's a very simple concept. And it is executed pretty good. Um, I think that one of these days, honestly, this is kind of bearing the lead, that I'm so unenamored of the current comic book companies. At some point, don't be surprised if I start reading Archie comics exclusively. Like, I'm talking about the Archie Double Digest and fucking grocery store checkout lane. I might even do that. Because um, they're nice, fun stories. They aren't trying to push a political message on you. Um, they're fun to read. Now, I think the comic books are a great medium to actually interweave political allegories. But as of late, and I'm not comics gay, but I'm just calling, calling it like it is, they are a little heavy-handed. So it's entertaining first and make you think in the subtext and be secondary. A lot of comics these days are not even trying to be entertaining anymore, just, just being, um, Protest diaries or, uh, basically, I can't think that great right now. It's been a long day, but they're heavy handed. Um, I like the Archie comics. They aren't doing a heavy handed approach. Um, anyway, not going to go too long on this. And this was published in a collected edition in 2017. And it should have been $12.99, but at Ollie's, I played, at Ollie's gets good stuff cheap. I paid $2.99 for it. And it can, it, it um it covers three issues of the Betty and Veronica limited series, as well as an issue of Jughead Volume Three by Ryan North and Derek Charm. Um, anyway, um, for a nice relaxing book you would read like on a Sunday afternoon with incredible art by Adam Hughes, I give this book seven out of ten. Drunk Iron Man. Okay, moving right along. Um, the next book I'm going to talk about here. Okay, Google. Um, this book is from RT Comics. Had a subsidiary line uh, called Red Circle Comics. Red Circle is a group of superhero. It's a superhero line that RT originated, but has been licensed by DC a few times and other kind of companies. Essentially, like I said, the superhero line. So, in about 2000 and... On the website PublishersWeekly.com, they say, The Mighty Crusaders return as digital-only comic. There we go. Archie's superhero line, sometimes called Red Circle, has been revived several times since the characters were created in the 1940s. You go, I can hear that. So, apparently, they were first created in the 1940s. Um, but, in any event, this collection is from 2013, so it goes back close to a decade. Uh, but this book is all about the mighty crusaders who have now chose to be called the new crusaders. So it is um, written by Ian Flynn and pencils by Ben Bakes. Issues, <coughs> excuse me, one, two, and three, and for and by 
Aletha Martinez for three, four, five, and six. So in issue three, like there's a trade off between the two artists, and essentially the New Crusaders is taking one of the original heroes from the 1940s and all of the previous runs of the Mighty Crusaders, who is uh, the Shield, who's now an older gentleman. He <clears throat> has some kind of meeting with all of his other heroes, being the Fly, the Jaguar, the Comet, the Spider, and they bring their kids or, or in the wards. So essentially what happens is their biggest villain, so by they I mean, by there I mean the Mighty Crusaders, the biggest villain comes and blows up their entire meeting. So all of the Mighty Crusaders die besides the shield, and he is tasked in having their children in wards replace them. And he gives them a new name, the New Crusaders. So it is a passing the torch book. The art, especially in the first three issues, is very cartoony, but in a good way, nice, clean. It looks almost like, I think this is the same gentleman who drew a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog. And if you've ever seen those books in the last couple of years, uh, you know his art style is very clean and nice. Um, I like that, although I haven't read much of The Mighty Crusaders, this does appear to be a pretty good Passion the Torch book, and it's very accessible for new readers. And I'm sure that people who like the previous iterations of these characters would also enjoy this book. So uh, this one includes The New Crusaders Rise of Heroes, issues 1 through 6. And it had a cover price of $14.99, but the Ollie's Good Stuff's Cheap, I also paid $2.99 for it. Um, so as a matter of fact, one other thing I want to do besides the Drunk Iron Man ratings for these, for these books in this particular episode, I'm going to tell you all if it was worth the cover price that I paid for. So for Betty and Veronica, I will say yes, because it was an enjoyable book. If for the art alone, it would be worth $2.99. So the New Crusaders... Uh, from Red Circle slash Archie Comics. I would give this also about 7 out of 10 drink Iron Man. It did seem a little kitty for my liking, but that's what Archie was typically known for, especially back in 2013. Um, but it, for a kitty-ish book, it's, it's great. Uh, the artwork is amazing. I do prefer the Ben Bates ish, issues versus the Aletha Martinez issues. But yes, I'll give it a strong 7. We'll say 7.5 drunk Iron Man's. Uh, like I think I said, I can't remember. It should have been $14.99, but I paid $2.99 for it. Um, and it's definitely worth the money. It's actually worth more than that. Okay, <clears throat> so this is kind of uh, the New Crusaders uh, interlude slash volume two. So after they defeat their first villain, uh, they continue their training by the shield who regales them with stories from the previous iterations of the Mighty Crusa Crusaders. Um, and this book, it has a lot of cr creators in it, so I won't name them all, but essentially you have a, uh, what do you call it? I forget. Um, pyramid? No, not pyramid. The front half and the back half of each issue, framing, a, you have a framing sequence set in modern day, then they'll go back to a previous story. Uh, the first thing I will say is I like the reproduction of the previous stories. A lot of times when they do like the recoloring jobs and they try to modernize the artwork, it looks clunky and dorky because the old style art in the modern coloring processes doesn't always align perfectly. 
Um, but they found a way to modernize it, but not using all of the gradients and all the other weird things that they do these days to make the artwork pop for modern art. <coughs> Excuse me. But that's one thing that I definitely would give it in a, and give it as a good benefit. <coughs> to that point, I will admit that reading these particular um, past stories is not the best experience because the writing is a little heavy-handed, not in terms of political what now, what not, but in terms of in terms of overriding Chris Claremont style, but worse. So honestly, I skimmed through this book and I wrote down a couple of them and I noticed a couple of things, but and the artwork in here is pretty good by the old artists. And I'm, I'm a fan of old comic books. Don't get me wrong. But just that these particular ones didn't really do it for me. Um, so this book ends with saying this is a prelude to the New Crusaders Dark Tomorrow, which is essentially the, the actual volume two of the Red Circle comics slash Archie Comics iteration of the New Crusaders. Uh, but it's good. It could be better. Um, it should have been sixteen ninety nine. It includes material from a lot of books. Um, the cover price was three ninety nine. Um, because the cover price is still so low, and for the nostalgia of it, and for people who are interested in these characters and. Okay, we're good. I thought it had stopped recording on me, but looks like we're still good here. Uh, hopefully, I <laughs> remember to edit this out, but knowing me, it might not happen. Um, in any event, the next book on the list is called The Shield, Daughter of the Revolution. So, this is from 2017, same as the Betty and Veronica, because... Uh, when 2016's, well, 15 through 17 came around, they turned the Red Circle branch of books to a new title called Dark Circle. And they wanted to take a more mature um, iteration of the characters from the past and really modernize them. Um, so, different from the 2013 reimagining, it was definitely more, more uh, skewed to, towards a more adult audience and fans of um, pulp book up. Uh, Things like Jason Bourne, which is a very big inspiration on this book that I'm going to review here now. Um, it, it includes the introduction of a new iteration of the of the Shield from modern days. She's not like um, an old hero coming back. Well, she's not an old hero who's been around for a while. Well, not really. Um, it's not the same gentleman as the Shield in the previous two stories I told you guys about. Um, so this was by Adam Christopher, Chuck Wendig, Drew Johnson, Al Barello Nuno, Greg, Greg, <laughs> Greg Scott, and Ray Snyder. So this book is essentially a Jason Bourne story with ties to the past and sin. So um, the, the shield in this is a woman who's been alive seemingly since the Revolutionary War. And she pops up in modern times. And she stops a crime, and then she gets taken in by the police. 
and they're trying to figure out who she is, while at the same time, she's trying to figure out who she is, because she doesn't have any recollection of her previous accomplishments. So we go on the story, and the artwork in this is incredible by Drew Johnson, and um, it definitely seems like it was a movie pitch that they turned to a comic book, which happened a lot between 2012 and like 2018 or so. Um, and I'm not mad at it, because this one is actually really good. Now, there are some points in the story that I feel like it was kind of lacking, and I'm especially critical of that, because it had two different writers. So there's some some of the A plus B is not equaling C in this book. Um, grab some more water here. <laughs> Overall, it's a good read. It's a good jumping on point to the new iteration of Dark Circle, which includes um, the Black Mask, which Garrett and I spoke about on a previous episode, like one of the first episodes of our book club from a couple years back. Anyway, um, so this one it had a fourteen ninety nine cover price, and it was priced at Ollie's Good Stuff Cheap for two ninety nine. So for the different type of superhero alone, or action comic book action hero, for the amazing art, good story, the solid storytelling, and something you don't see at Marvel or DC, I give this book again <laughs> seven out of ten. Drunk Iron Man, so, um, it, it, it's worth the money, absolutely. Okay, so uh, so this book should have came. Before the shield, but I saved it because it the the shield obviously introduced us to a new iteration of the shield, the female character. So this next one is called the Mighty Crusaders. Another volume of it that is different from the previous iteration. This is from 2018 from Dark Circle Comics, and this one is a bit of a departure from the previous Dark Circle Comics that we've spoken about on this network. Due to the fact that it could have been the Mighty Crusaders of, of yore that were more so designed for a younger audience. It isn't, but it's not as dark as the Dark Circle books. Um, so what's cool about this one is it's kind of a reboot and a continuation of the previous Mighty no, of the previous New Crusaders comic book. In the fact that um, a lot of the the characters are there, and they've shown, and it shows an evolution of them from the previous iteration. But it's also mixed in with some of the characters from the OG Mighty Crusaders from back in the day, which contradicts directly what happened in the previous iteration of the book because all of those heroes died besides the Shield. Speaking of the Shield, the Shield has a different design. Um, the male, ver- the male version of the Shield, and he is essentially the behind-the-scenes director, and the modern shield is the field commander. And they have a, a good dynamic. It's kind of like a government team of all-American superheroes. Um, and the artwork is beautiful. Also, nice, clean art style. And I like that. It, although the shield's book didn't really show her much evolution, but this book definitely shows that she's in a different spot. And I don't know if there is a second volume of The Shield. I don't think there is. But that is one thing that was kind of off-putting. That there's definitely a gap in time and character development between what 
that came before in this book. And there's also the um, second volume of the New Crusaders that I haven't read that could have explained some of these this different characterizations as well. I'm not sure. Um, but good story. Good jumping on point. Good continuation. Um, I like what it does with the book of the characters. Um, it had a cover price of, well, let me see. It, uh, include, it includes issues one through four of the Mighty Crusaders. And it has a never before seen issue of the Mighty Crusaders volume two. It never came out because the book got canceled. Cause that is one thing about the Red Circle and Dark Circle books, especially in the Archie books overall. In the comic book market, they don't sell very well. I do know that when popular comic book writer Mark Way took over the Archie book, it did get a lot of um, heat. And also in like 2012, when they did like the Afterlife with Archie, those books also had some heat. But in terms of a long-term flame, it never seems to do it in the direct market. Now, if you go to a grocery store, you're more apt to see an Archie book than a Marvel or DC book in a, in a grocery stand. In the checkout lanes. So they have their niche, and I think it's a niche that works pretty well. Um anyway, Church of Drunk Iron Man. Uh I give this one honestly eight out of ten drunk iron man because it is a little bit better than the previous book. It's written a lot better. And um the creative team, which I forgot I think, is Ian Flynn again, who wrote the Ian Flynn again, not Flynn again. Who wrote the previous series? He's back on this, and the artwork is by Kelsey Kelsey Shannon. Yeah, like that's main team. Um, but yeah, eight out of ten Dragon Iron Man is a more cohesive story. It feels more complete and it feels more epic on like a lot of levels. And cover price is twelve ninety nine. I paid two ninety nine for this book as well. It's definitely worth the money. Last but not least is also from Molly's, like I said previously, also from Dark Circle Comics, also produced in 2018 in the collected edition, is the Fox Volume 2, Fox Hunt. Um, the messed part is, I haven't read Volume 1 of the Fox, and no Ollie's that I've gone to, which there are two in my, like, a 30-minute uh, radius from me, and neither one of them has... Volume 1, so I don't know what really established this character. I don't think they did a great job with establishing this new story for first-time readers, but it's by Dean Hashfield, who is a plotter and the artist, and it's by Mark Wade, who does some plotting and the scripting. So in this book, the Fox, who's kind of like a Spider-Man-esque character, who's also like private eye it feels like um he's going on a hunt to find no people are hunting him and then the honestly the main story isn't that riveting the part of the book that is riveting is the fact that he has a son and a wife and the son and the wife both end up being costume adventurers much to his chagrin so it becomes a family business or maybe him and his wife will be enemies so that's the interesting part of the book it doesn't really do much for me beyond that. Um, I do like that the book, he isn't a squeaky clean character. 
He got some grit on him. Although he doesn't look like it because he's a very cartoony looking character, we'll say. Um, but the book should have been fourteen ninety nine. Uh, it includes issues. Um, let's see. Usually, it tells you on the on the back. Hmm. Maybe this was maybe um the Fox had two miniseries in. The difference is volume two, but I can't find any issue numbers besides say, issue one, two, and three. Also, what's interesting, uh, going through this book, it says that these individual issues that make up this collection were published in 2014 and 15, and this trade didn't come out until 2018. Um, Archie does have an issue with financing, so that's probably why. I'm still going to try to find the issue number so I can be sure. It looks like it's not gonna. Let me check the edition. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to say. Uh, maybe this is its own miniseries, and it doesn't really follow the uh, the events. Well, it doesn't sequentially, numbered-wise, follow the events of the previous uh, iteration. I know that, obviously, being that this is book two, there was a book one that came before. But let's see. I give this bad boy... Oh, okay. Yeah, I give this bad boy... A 5 out of 10 drunk Iron Man, but I wasn't too fond of the artwork by Dean Hasville. His plotting, to me, isn't that engaging. Uh, Mark Mark Way's dialogue is never that engaging to me. Of all the books, it's definitely the worst one. Um, so yeah, 5 out of 10 drunk Iron Man. Uh, $14.99 cover price, I paid $2.99 for it. And again, you can't beat under five bucks for a full mint condition comic book. Even if it's a bad book, you get for the price of less than one current comic book a whole collection of a complete story. So none of these books are really going to, it has to be really bad for it to not be worth the money I paid for, honestly. So Ollie's has done it again in that regard. If you have an Ollie's, uh, of course they aren't a endorser of this podcast this isn't a paid ad but i do fuck with ollie's heavy in various in various ways to have great wall art i got a, a amazing huge canvas print of amazing fantasy 14 where is it 15 i'm getting old 15 which is the first appearance and first cover of spider-man from there for like 20 bucks and anywhere else this this motherfucker would have been like <clears throat> For like 50 bucks. So if you've driven by an Ollie's, say, what the fuck is this so cheap ass welfare ass store? It is a cheap ass welfare ass store, 
but there are some there's some gold in them their hills. I definitely will tell you that uh, right now. Um, all right, so that's it for this episode. Uh, you might be happy to know um, I recently bought my monthly comic books again, so I'm partway through reading those now. So next month, you'll definitely have another episode of The Stack, uh, unless anything else crazy happens in my life. Uh, hopefully, I end up praying that it doesn't. Um, I'll do another episode talking about trades again. And I've been thinking of doing some episodes talking about movies that I've been watching, um, books I like book books, like novels that I've read, and giving those reviews as well. Because I like to review things. And I also want to get you guys as much content as popular as possible. Um, that isn't always possible with having people who are co-hosts of this podcast network who have lives and children. I don't have a life, a wife, or children, so I have a lot more time to actually devote to the podcast network. And I want to get you guys content weekly, so you might see a lot more episodes with just your boy. Um, and. When I can get other people on and when schedules work out, and then we get, we'll definitely get those coming out as, and that's, um, the main, the main, um, thing we're trying to do. But in the interim, I also have an, a want to talk about and just review books, um, and, and media. That's something I've always wanted to do. So you might, hopefully, if all goes according to plan, you should be getting some more episodes coming your way at a more consistent kick. Unfortunately, some of them will be just me on the mic. D-Mac is away at sea right now and doing his, his naval thing. Shout out to all of the people in the arms forces and services. So he won't be around for a while, unfortunately. Um, and that was one of the three monthly shows we had. Uh, but I'm trying to definitely get you guys up to four episodes monthly. And my goal is to have it to where Two episodes are me and other people, and two episodes are just me, just so you have something weekly. But I definitely prefer having the group episodes or episodes with a co-host. But um, it is what it is. Um. So until next time, I am out this bitch. <laughs>